This is the Blue, White and Yellow podcast from Leeds United Live, giving you the in-depth analysis on all the big talking points from Ellen Road. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Blue, White and Yellow podcast. We are back here with your pre-pod and after the international break, it's been a long slog of just waiting around for Leeds United to get back on it. But I think it's a bit, it's been it's been good for the psyche, to be honest, Rob, for a lot of Leeds fans. But I'm joined um, by Southampton writer for uh, Reach PLC, Robert Warlow. Robert, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Not too bad yourself? Yeah, good, mate. All good. And we're here to talk about the big game at the weekend, a huge game in Leeds United season, uh, obviously Leeds versus the Saints. So, Rob, uh, let's let's get straight into it. How's the season been for Southampton overall? Yeah, I mean, fairly positive, to be honest. Um, they've done fairly well. I've got 35 points at this point in the season. You know, a lot of people would say that might be safe already. Um, you know, they're, they're looking where they, where they are at the moment. I think people would have taken, you know, if you'd asked fans at the start of the season, they'd have taken that with nine games to go. It's a bit of disappointment that it hasn't, they haven't kicked on the last few weeks because mm-hmm. they've had a bit of a, a dip in form. Um, three defeats in a row in the league out of the FA Cup quarterfinal stage. I mean, there's no disgrace losing to Man City, but I think just four defeats in a row before the international break has kind of put, you know, put hit the buffers a little bit for the season. Um, they've, you know, they've, they've done well up to this point. It's just now you don't want it to sort of fizzle out because there is that danger that they're mid-table and there is, you know, nine games to go, but that could happen. Yeah, it's an interesting one with Southampton, isn't it? Because they started the season on fire, really, and and it seems to have tailed off a bit. What do you think the reason behind that is, Rob? Different things, really. I think a few players have, you know, not hit the, the strides of the last few weeks that they had, you know, not matched the same sort of form that they had earlier on in the season. They hit a real purple patch, really, between Christmas and sort of February, um, where they, you know, got, got points that perhaps people weren't expecting, but one at West Ham, one at Tottenham, um, got a point against Man City at home. I mean, the home form has been, been really good all season, obviously up to the last couple of games. They've had a couple of bad results against Newcastle and Watford in the last two. But up to that, they've only lost once at home in 11 games in the Premier League. So, yeah, I mean, that's been a real positive. Away from home, they haven't picked up too many points. But, you know, what they, what they have got, perhaps a surprise a few, like I say, with those wins at West Ham and Tottenham. Um, they beat Watford earlier in the season as well, away from home. Um, they picked up the odd point. But, yeah, they, I mean, they've drawn a lot of games this season. Um, they started off the season with a lot of draws and, you know, it took till, to, till actually the last time they played Leeds to get the first first win. Um, and and that was, you know, much needed at that point because people were starting to wor- worry a little bit about relegation. I think, you know, if you'd asked a few pundits at the start of the season, they probably had Southampton down as relegation candidates because losing Danny Ings, top scorer, you know, people were wondering where the goals were going to come from. But Armando Brose has come in on loan from Chelsea. He's been really good. Jay Adams has, you know, really picked up again this year. He's, he's, I think he's adapted now to the Premier League. It took him a while. First season, he was, you know, he played all right, but he didn't score goals. And obviously, that's what the strikers judged on. Um, and he's now adding more to his game. Um, we're seeing with Adam Armstrong, he came in from Blackburn last season, a very similar kind of thing that, you know, he struggled in his first season for goals, but he works hard. That's what Ralph Hill demands in his team, you know, players working hard. And yeah, I, I think just before the international break, I think, it was a bit disappointing those those three defeats in the league. Aston Villa, I mean, that was a horrendous performance at Villa Park. I mean, it was they, it was just one of those days where no one was at it, no one was at the races, and you couldn't quite put your finger on why because they'd been so good up to that point, for, you know, the, the few weeks beforehand. Um, maybe 
don't know, maybe a bit of complacency. They sort of thought, oh, they were ninth in the table and, you know, they perhaps just took a little bit of the foot off the pedal and, and you can't do that in the Premier League. You know, you get found out if you do that. And yeah, it was just one of those days. And, and unfortunately then for them, that had a bit of a bearing for the next few games. Arsenal wanted a response, didn't quite get it. You know, Newcastle was one of those games, could have gone either, either way. Um, but Newcastle have been in good form themselves, obviously under Eddie Howe. They got the points. The Watford one was just a real disappointment, really. Um, losing 2-1 to them. I mean, they've, they've looked a poor side all season, Watford. And to go and lose to them, I know they're fighting for their lives and battling for points. But I think a lot of Saints fans were expecting three points from that one. Um, so to, to get none was a real disappointment. Um, perhaps you could say that they had one eye on, one eye on the quarterfinal then in the Cup um, against Man City. And they played well that day. But yeah, I mean... City will punish mistakes and, and that's what they did. You know, Saints made a couple of mistakes and found themselves 2-1 down and then you know, City just picked them off in the last last stage of the game. And I think Forum's a bit of a harsh reflection of the game as a whole. I think 2-3-1 or three, one would have been fine. But yeah, it, they're out of the cup now. They've just got nine games to focus on in the league after this international break. So yeah, I mean, you mentioned, I mean, the City game actually thought Southampton quite unfortunate to be quite honest with you but when you look at the Watford and the Newcastle games they seemed pivotal do you think it was just the case Robert of Watford and Newcastle needing the points a lot more than Southampton thus a little bit more hunger and desire maybe um you could you could certainly see it with with Newcastle you know that they had that feel good factor coming to St Mary's and I mean, they're backed by a, a great travelling support, even on a Thursday night. And you know, it's a long trip, trip down from Newcastle, but fair play to them. They had a, a great support down there. Um, and yeah, I mean, you, you just, it was one of those where, like I said, it could have gone either way. Saints were in the game. It wasn't like they were terrible on the night, but Newcastle took the couple of chances that they had. And then defend, you know, once they got in front, they defended it well. And yeah, you could, you could sense that they need, you know, they were in the need of need for points at that point because they defended like, you know, it, 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 everything mattered for them going into that one and Watford yeah similarly I mean it was it was a much worse performance from Samson on the day against Watford um, you know they gifted them the opener, opener um, found themselves 2-0 down got a goal back but even in the second half you know you sort of thought the timing of the Samson goal in that game just before the break you thought right okay they'll come back out now yes they've had a poor first half but they'll they've got something to you know momentum with, with that goal but you just didn't see it in the second half they were just they really didn't trouble Watford until right at the end and you know you just thought came away from that thinking well that was so disappointing because Watford are a team that you think would be there for the taking you know they've conceded a lot of goals they don't win many games and then all of a sudden yeah there, there they are they walk away with three points and I think that was that was the real disappointing one um Apart from that, Aston Villa, I mean, Aston Villa, like I say, you can put down to being a, a, a just a bad day at the office. But Watford, I think at that point, you were expecting a response and then just didn't get it. It's interesting with um, Aston Villa, to be honest, Robert, because we were picked off by them as well. And I was just talking to you off air about Ralph Hasenhutl and Jesse Marsh, both coming through the Red Bull system, both from from the outlook look as if they like to play a narrow, compact formation. And Aston Villa in particular picked leads off out wide. And um, Was that something similar uh, against Aston Villa for, for you guys? Um, yeah, a little bit. I mean, Aston Villa created a lot of chances, but again, it was more down to Samson's poor play, really. Um, they were just sloppy in possession, out of possession. They didn't, they rarely troubled Villa going forward. Um, Villa were creating chances at will, really. I mean, you know, they were indebted to a few good saves from Fraser Forster to keep the score down, which, 
you know, Saints fans have seen in the past a few, you know, horrendous score lines against them, but it, it could have been worse than 4 0 on the day. You know, Villa were much better all over the pitch. Um, Coutinho had a brilliant game and, you know, he, he is the quality player and he was allowed, to, he was allowed the space and time to look even better than he is, but, you know, on the day. But yeah, he was, he ran them ragged that day, really, um, ran the show. Inevitably, Danny Ings got a goal against them, which was kind of half expected going into it. But yeah, it was just one of those days when Saints were just off of it all, all over the place, all over the pitch. Yeah, it's interesting how it works, isn't it? Football's a funny old game. But with, regard, with regards to Ralph Harsenhutl at the minute as well, Robert, I mean, are Southampton fans impressed with what he's done so far? Are they, are they all still backing him? I think it's it's the the uh, classic football fans are a bit fickle, aren't they? After after a few good results, yeah, everyone loves them. After a couple of bad results, you know, people there's there's always a few dissenters on on Twitter about you know on social media about the, the result or the performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think in general people appreciate what he's done for the club and you know how much he cares because it is obvious you know how much he's done and he, I mean that when he has the time to work with the players. Obviously, this is an international break, but when he has a full week before a game, you really do see the difference. Um, Saints are, you know, they've they've often often got good results when they've had like a clear week. When you get, it, it can work as well when they've had, you know, a momentum of games and getting results playing midweek. But generally, when they play three games in a week, sometimes you see that that's when they start to struggle a little bit. Um, so I think it could work in their favour that they've now got generally got a week to prepare for most games in, in this run-in. Um, it's just now whether, you know, the mentality is right because ultimately at the moment you look at the table and you think they probably are safe um, unless they were to lose every every game, in which case they could get dragged in. But you'd hope that with nine games to go, they'll pick up a few more points and they're, they're targeting a top 10 finish, um, which would be good for Samson. Um, I think it's doable, but they have got some tough games to come. They've got, um, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool still to play at home. Still got a few teams that are down the bottom fighting for points away from home. So n- no game is easy in the Premier League. But I think generally people will look at the, the, the job that Ralph Hartson has done. And yes, there, there are there are things you can perhaps pick apart and say, you know, was his team selection right on that day, or did he get you know did he get something wrong there? But I think in general he's done a good job. He's improved with with what he has to work with. Uh, he's improved those players that are there. He's got a young, hungry team looking to, you know, a lot of players trying to make their mark in the Premier League. They've brought people like Tina Livermento in from Chelsea. He's done really well this season. Obviously, Armando Broge is on loan. Um, they've, they've brought a few players through, um, obviously, the, the, the academy system as well that people, you know, know Southampton for. Um, but, yeah, I think he's, he's done a good job uh, improving the players that he's got. And... Yeah, I think if, if they can finish in the top 10 this season, you know, that would be a job well done. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's, uh, it's no mean feat finishing in the top 10 in the Premier League, I have to say. I mean, you were just talking about Tino Liveramento there. You spoke about Brogia. Obviously, we know about James Ward-Prowse. Uh, are they sort of the standard overperformers this season for you, Robert? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Brozier has, has been very good. He, he has dipped a little bit in, in recent weeks. I don't think his form's been as good um, before the break. You know, obviously, the results haven't been good for Samson, but he, he's looked a little bit, not, I wouldn't say, um, you know, short of pace or anything like that, it, it, nothing like that. But I think he's just not been as good as he, is, as he has been in other games. Um, you know, he's been more effective in certain games. Against Watford, he didn't really see you know the, the the difference so yeah I, I think 
James Ward-Prowse, we know what we're going to get with him. He's, he's pretty consistent every week, um, rarely has an off day. Um, obviously, he's been away with England at the moment. Everybody knows what he, he can do from set pieces. But I think his all-round game, you know, his energy, what he brings to his industry in midfield, what he brings to that midfield, and, and his leadership qualities as well can't be underestimated for Sanson. Um, I think Mohamed Salisa at the back has been very good this season. He's, he has made a couple of mistakes in recent weeks, which have been punished, and perhaps, you know, people jumped on and sort of thought, okay, well, maybe he's not the finished article yet, but he's only 22 and, you know, he's, he's this is his second season at the club, but he, he took a while to sort of get going last year after his move. Um, he had a, an injury problem and then sort of was adapting to the English game. But this season, you've really seen him step up and, you know, in some games, he's been absolutely brilliant against Man City um, in the league. He was very good. Um, and not just that, you know, he's been, he's been, he's been a mainstay in the defence when he's fit. Um, and it was noticeable that he was not there when they lost at Villa because at that point he'd missed two games this season. They'd been beaten 3-0 and 4-0 in those two games. So I think it's clear that he has a big effect on the defence. Um, Fraser Forster's come in and done well in, in goal recent weeks. Um, he was out of the picture sort of first half of the season. Alex McCarthy was the number one, um, but he's been out injured and, and Fraser Forster's taken his opportunity. He's obviously had a, a, a recall to the England squad after a few years away um, as well. So that sort of shows you the form he's been in. Um, Oriol Romeo as well, another one in midfield. He's alongside James Ward-Prowse. The two of them, they work really well together. Um, you know, they're a good pair in midfield. And he, I think a lot of what he does goes unnoticed because he's, he's very good at breaking up play and winning the ball back, intercepting. Uh, but it's actually as well what he can do moving the ball forward and you know getting getting Saints on the front foot he, he could drive as well from midfield um which perhaps people don't give him the credit for because they see him more as a defensive midfielder but mm. yeah he, he's been very good this season as well um and I think one of the, another one who's an underrated player is Stuart Armstrong in the Saints team he uh he's very good um what he offers Saints when he's in the team is noticeable when he's not really uh, because he he links up that play between the sort of midfield and the attack He's got an eye for goal. He can create, you know, create chances, um, and he, he's he's very dependable as well. Um, Ralph Arsenal has found this season that Mohamed Elyounoussi and Stuart Armstrong have become his kind of two preferred number tens in the, the sort of system that he, he plays with. So it's kind of the four-two-two-two, and those when they're both fit, they're generally the two as the number tens. And yeah. it, it's been it's it's been noticeable that they've had a consistent side when they've been obviously and that's helped with the results because when those two have been available and they've generally had one you know maybe one or two changes normally unchanged um the, the 4222 that's when they've had that that good run between early part of 2022 really yeah it's interesting with the 422 to where we're sort of developing into that now, but we're still keeping. It seems like Jesse Marsh won't fully change it from the Bielsa uh, sort of wide um, exploitation that we would put on other teams because it's so much of a change so soon, and I don't think Leeds need that right now. But the four-two-two-two thing is is definitely something that I'm sure we'll see uh, next season. And just just reverting to the last game, Robert. I mean, Leeds fans commonly discuss this being the worst game of the season in terms of a performance from Leeds United. You know, we've lost to Everton, which was a horror show. We've been hit by Liverpool and Manchester City, but one that stands out to Leeds fans was the Southampton game at St Mary's. It was 
appalling from minute one to minute 90. And I don't know if you sort of share this, but it almost seemed like a little bit of a, a training exercise for Southampton uh, with with Salasu having the freedom of, of the pitch, really. I mean, w- what were your memories from that game? Yeah, I mean, I was surprised at how bad Leeds were on the day, really. Um, it, like you say, it, it did almost look a bit like a training exercise for Southampton because they were so dominant across the pitch. And I mean, how it was only 1-0, really, was the, the I think what, what Saints fans were walking away thinking, how did we only win that 1-0? Because, you know, we were so, so in control. Um, I think... I can't remember Leeds really threatening at all no. in the whole game. Um, and I think it's sort of, yeah, it, Saints probably needed that kind of opposition on their day to get that win because it was, you know, it was becoming a little bit of a concern that they hadn't won a game up to that point. They, they played mm-hmm. well in games, but not actually got over the line to win it and to win one. So I think they needed a, a sort of game like that where, you know, they they could miss a few chances when they were so in control and still win it. Um, and yeah, I, I remember coming away from that thinking, well, how how the Leeds dropped off that much from, you know, last season where they were to, to this. But yeah, I mean, I know that they were missing a few, quite a few players that day as well. I mean, Rafinha, I think, had only just come back from international break, so he wasn't an in the squad, was he? Um, Calvin Phillips wasn't playing. I'm, I, you know, it was a much changed Leeds team. But unfortunately, I think that's been the story of the season, hasn't it, for, for Leeds in terms of who's been out and not available. But from what I understand, there's a few of those might be back this weekend. Yeah, there is. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like Patrick Bamford's ruled out for six weeks, which is pretty much the season, which is a it's a killer blow, to be honest, Robert, because I, I was earmarking maybe him going up against uh, Salasu um, and Bednarek and maybe giving them a little bit of a hard time like he did at Ellen Road last season. You know, he really is a focal point in this Jesse Marsh system and, and in the Marcelo Bielsa system he was as well. So that's going to be a huge miss, but it looks like we're going to be welcome, welcoming back Liam Cooper, captain, and, and Calvin Phillips as well, hopefully, who is the linchpin in this side. And we've, we've utterly missed him. And to be honest, Robert, it's, it's quite sensational that that with the amount of injuries Leeds have had, we, we somehow have avoided being in that bottom three all season. Touch wood that continues. But yeah, it's, it's been staggering. Um, I mean, the, the last four games you've just spoken about, and you, you've said that the 4-2-2-2 system has been where Southampton have been very successful this season. Do, do you see um, Harsen Hootle going back to that system for this game to sort of match Leeds United up? Yeah, quite possibly. I think um, he has at times sort of varied it up this season and, and played different formations to sort of suit when they're playing different teams. Uh, he may look at that, you know, with, with obviously Jesse Marsh and, and how Leeds might line up. But I, I don't expect him to sort of differ too much from kind of what has worked in the past. Yes, I know that the, the recent results haven't been so good, but I think in terms of personnel, you know, as long as everyone comes back from the international break, okay, then you'll see a very similar sort of lineup. I don't think you'll be making wholesale changes just after the, off the back of a couple of defeats. Um, you know, it, even with that, the cup game, sort of, there was a bit of clamour from fans for a few changes, but actually he sort of stuck mainly with what he, he knew. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't see that being too different. I think that they will go and line up. It's very similar, probably the four two 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 again. Um, see if they can cause problems with the press, the high press. Um, you know, that's what they that's what they've been very good at over the last few couple of seasons with with Halsnut in charge. So yeah, it, it would surprise me if he went, you know, dramatically diff- away from that. Um, I think it's 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 what has worked for him in the past. It's is it's sort of his principles that he, he sticks to. Um, yes, he could, he has the, the the ability to change it with the squad options he's got. But yeah, I, I would be surprised if he does for this weekend. Mm. 
Interesting stuff. Uh, is just on the back of that, Robert. Is there any? I mean, obviously, I don't think you've had Hassan Hootel's press conference yet. We haven't had um, Jesse Marsh's, but is there any sort of expected team news, any injury news, or anything like that? Um, no, at the moment, I think everyone, from, from what I understand, is no one sort of went off injured in the, the international games. Who was who was away? So yeah, I don't think there's anything different there. They, they, they'll still have um, Lianco, the defender, has been out for a few weeks. He'll still be out on the sidelines. Don't expect any Alex McCarthy to be back yet, so I think it'll still be Fraser Forster in goal. Um, so yeah, I, I think it'll be very similar in terms of it, it, what options he's got going into it. It's a fairly you know consistent side. Um, as I say, when when he's been lining up, it's been Forster in goal at the back. Salasu and, and Bednarek have been the kind of preferred, preferred pairing in the centre. Uh, then you've had either Roman Perot. Carl Walker pieces or Tina Livermento, sort of two of those three as the fullbacks. He has described that as a luxury problem because he's got three very good fullbacks there. Um, Perot's come in and done well since his move from France. Um, Walker Peters has done well whether you play him left or right back. And Tina Livermento's been brilliant this season at right back. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure how it'll go with, with that on Saturday because obviously Walker Peters has been away the international break with England and um, getting his first caps at England level, at senior level. So, he may perhaps choose to rest him. He may he may choose to rest him Livermento because he he was out for an in, with an injury for quite a while and he's been away with the under twenty one. So yeah, there, there's a decision to be made there. In midfield, I expect it to be Romeo and Will Prowse. Uh, in the middle, probably as I said earlier, El Yunusi and Armstrong as the sort of two number tens. And then you've got Adams and Brozier up top. Um, he's got other options off the bench like Shane Long, Adam Armstrong, uh, Nathan Redmond, people like that. But I I, I would be surprised if he strays too far from the sort of consistent side he's had hmm. um yeah i mean uh, with regards to that team lineup you've just spoken of there robert is there any and uh, just with southampton generally obviously losing the last four is there any weaknesses that you believe that leeds united could exploit in this Saints side i mean defensively there's always been concern um they last season conceded a lot of goals they have tightened up this year but You've sort of seen some old habits creep in, in the last few games with individual areas at the back, um, and you know Watford punished them, Man City punished them, Newcastle took their chances when they had them. So, yeah, I think that there's always you always feel with Sam's defence that as good as they have been in certain games, there's always that you know room for a mistake or that something could go wrong, and all of a sudden when they've looked really comfortable. They can gift a goal or two in you know the space of five five six minutes and and that can really change the course of a game so i would say defensively yeah leeds we know the sort of high octane game that you get intense game with leeds and they've certainly got the ability to be able to hurt saints if um they get on the front foot and attack them um i think you know going forward saints will, will look to try and press as they they do every team um and create chances which they they generally do against most sides um, I don't. I can't recall too many games this season where Saints have had you know, mm. one or two chances in a game. They, they tend to create quite a bit. Um, it's just it's whether they can be make the most of those opportunities because if they win the ball up high, um, you know, to get turnover, which they, they often do, it, it allows the opportunity to create a chance. And it's then whether they can take them. And you know that's why in, in certain games when they've had that good run of form, they've been clinical. And you know that's part a, a big part of the reason why they are where they are. Robert, is it just you were just talking about the press there, and and this is what we've seen with this 
you know, with our new manager who's obviously been part of the Red Bull setup. I think you've, you've seen it with Ralph Rangnick as well, who's tried to do it with Manchester United, but I don't think it's been that effective yet. Do you think there's a press, a unit press? So, for example, earlier on with Marcelo Bielsa, it would be one player pressed on the left back, one on the centre back, one on the right back. Whereas with Jesse Marsh, it seems to be three or four players press on the right back or two or three players press on the left back and there's triggers. Is that is that very similar with Harsen Hootel Southampton? Yeah, you see it that it's from the front, you know, Adams and Brozier are, are always there pushing. I mean, what similarly if it's not them, it's Armstrong and Long. You know, I mean they they played up top in the Man City game and I think they were put up there because of how hard they work and how hard they press. Um, you know, they they force mistakes out of defenders. Likewise, Elie Nussi and Armstrong, you know, it's almost like a four with the those two playing in more advanced sort of midfield roles. It is like a four pressing a, a defence when, you know, when they are doing that high press. So, and then in, behind that, you still have Walprouse, Romeo, you know, sort of mopping up in midfield that one of them might go forward, the other one holds um, to sort of add to that press. So, yeah, it, it's very much a team thing. Um, it, you don't often see just indiv- individuals doing it. It's, you know, might be one starts it but then others follow and and the amount of turnover that saints get up high in in the opposition half is is testament to that you know it it shows it works and um yeah i, I think people but you know the good thing for Southampton is people have bought into how hassan hot wants them to play and you can see it's it's developed on the training ground and you know it, it's clear in games the model that he wants and how he wants his team to play Okay, um, that's that's been very informative, Robert. Um, before I ask you where people can find you, when people can find your Twitter handle, I'd like to know a score prediction. <laughs> okay, um, I think um, I think it's going to be a close game. I, I don't see it being um, like you know three or four nil to one one team or the other. Um, I, I personally, I think it will be a draw. I think I can see it being a score draw on Saturday. Okay. Um, I think I think Saints will get chances, but likewise, I think Leeds will as well. I think it'll be an open game. You know, there'll be two sides going at each other. Um, I can see it being a draw. I'd, I'd say one-one or two-two. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think in my head whether or not I'd take that. I think there's so many of of the of, our, of the teams in the rounders have got really tough games. So this is Leeds. If they're, if they're to win and get out of this, you know, predicament that they're in at the minute. It would be it would be huge, really. So I think I think Everton have got West Ham. I think Watford have got Liverpool. I think Burnley have got Manchester City. So Leeds have got a real opportunity here. But yeah, I'm, 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 Burnley play Everton as well next week in the like, So I'm sort of with you, Robert. I think it's going to be a tough game. I really do. I think Southampton are a good team. Um, and the worry for me is that last time we played you, you were going off the back of a fair few games. Uh, without a win, and then then Leeds came to town, and I'm and I'm hoping that's not the same result. It seems to be sort of threading that way with Southampton losing four on the bounce, but at the same time, you know, it's it's a different system. We've got players back, and hopefully Leeds can can uh, sort of take Southampton to the cleaners. But I think it's going to be a tough game. I'm going to go with a one-one myself. Um, Robert, where can people find you for all your Southampton and Leeds content? So it's HampshireLive.news is our website, um, part of obviously the Reach brand. And uh, I'm I'm on Twitter at Rob underscore Warlow. And uh, yeah, we've got our Saints FC Live um, Twitter handle as well. So yeah, all the news is there. On, you know, we post our stuff on social media, on Facebook, um, and there will be, we'll be there at Ellen Road on, uh, on Saturday. Make sure you check it out, guys. It's really good stuff. And Robert, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, no problem.